welcome to this episode of The Making of an Exception. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is for anyone who's looking to be inspired, to gain new perspective on life, or is aspiring to live out their faith in whatever field you find yourself in. Each week, we'll be interviewing influencers and creatives who are exceptions to the rule. The fact that they've gone through what they've gone through, walked through the challenges and pain that they have, and have been gifted the way they've been gifted is what makes them an exception. Our goal is that you'd hear this story today and you'd be inspired and challenged to be an exception in the making. If this podcast has impacted your life, you can help support by going to our website, exceptionpodcast.co, and clicking the Patreon link or by finding it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support, and thanks for listening. Hey, you're listening to the Making of an Exception podcast. My name's Kirk, if you've ever listened to an episode before. My name's Kirk, and we've got a special guest. I can't yeah. believe it. He's from Dallas, Texas. He's up here. I love him so much. For the last three years, he's been the young adult pastor at a church called The Oaks down uh, near Dallas, Texas, and he's about to start some brand new stuff, including uh, marriage. Yes. Uh, getting married. It's As happening. we're filming this, he's about to get married. It's happening. Uh, but we got Dylan Wilson. What's up, dude? Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I've checked it out for the last few months, and uh, Only because you're a fun. good friend, though. Just no, being a good friend. I'm a raving fan. Legit? I'm a raving okay. fan. A raving fan. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you one of these mugs on your Let's way go. Out. We'll it, so. I love it. Uh, for $5, and then we'll do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yo, thanks for being here. And uh, thanks, you're man. up doing some speaking and yeah. uh, teaching, uh, just talking ministry, all that. Uh, and I love you, uh, not just because uh, you're pastor's kid, uh, and pastor's kid to one of my favorite people of all time. Mm-hmm. Your dad is amazing. We'll talk about that in a second, because I used to live in Dallas. Uh, but not just because uh, your pastor's kid became a pastor, serving in ministry, but yeah. because God God's given you so many unique gifts that are incredible, and you've taken multiple gifts down like uh, different roads and really far down those roads. Yeah. And we'll talk about football. Uh, we'll talk about what you're doing with clothing line uh, and who your wife is. As this episode's out, you're married. You know, yeah. As we're when this right comes now, out, I will be saying. a married man. Uh, and what your wife's doing, what you're about to do Ooh. alongside her is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. let's get into it. Uh, first of all, tell me about kind of where you're at right now. Um, mm-hmm. And even as we record this and what you're about to get ready to do. And yeah. then we'll backtrack from there uh, and how you became who you are. Yep. So, uh, gosh, you're catching me at a crazy season. Uh, I know, it's good. Yeah. Over the past year, God's put on my heart, hey, you're going to have some transition. I'm about to download some big dreams into your mind, into your heart, and I just want you to be ready. So that was a year ago. A year ago. A year ago. And so uh, I had had a clothing line before, and uh, when I was doing that, it was really out of, man, I just wanted to be cool. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to make this thing happen. I wanted wanted to have a name for myself, and that was kind of the driving force behind that. And uh, I couldn't, and and I was working full-time at a church too, and so- I just couldn't balance and manage both my work life and having this company. And so it really came to a point where my dad and uncle were like, hey, we hired you as a a young adult's pastor, not a clothing designer. You can go to LA and kick it with your homies and start your your brand, or you can stay here and be a young adult's pastor. God said, you move to LA. He said, this is what I heard when I prayed. God, uh, God told me, if you move to LA, that's you following your dreams and asking me to come alongside of you. You stay at the Oaks where I've planted you, and in the season that I have you in, you be faithful, 
then you'll be in alignment with the dreams that I want to download in your heart. So that was, that was uh, about a year and a half ago. So you stayed, you shut I down what you were building. Yep, shut down. So what's crazy, bro, I already did collection one. The brand's called Love You. Yep. I did collection one in January. Yeah. And then in May, I had models booked. I had a show. I had a venue. I had everything going down. I had my whole savings account emptied for this collection. I had 350 pieces of clothing, 12 boxes, uh, seven designs for, for, for collection two. Yeah, yeah. So I had that happening. The conversation with my dad and my uncle about you need to shut this down and, and uh, or, or, uh, like basically you need to choose what you need it's to do. It's ultimatum. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. That happened like literally a month before the show. Yeah. So I called it off. I gave all the clothes away to the homeless kids in my community. No way. Yep. Uh, gave that, gave those clothes away. Six months later, God says, Hey, I'm about to download some big dreams. And that's when God said, Hey, that love you stuff. That was me. I put that inside of you, yeah, yeah. but now's the time. Now my, now my blessings on it. You're ready. Move forward towards that. So that was a year ago or the last uh, few months. I've been processing that with my dad and my uncle who are the executive and senior pastors yeah, of the organization yeah. I was at. And I told them, I said, I'm out December 1st. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do for work. I'll work at Starbucks if I have to. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be done with my master's degree yep. uh, then. And I am out as the Arnold's pastor December 1st. They gave me their blessing, believed in me, but rightfully so. They're like, how are you going to eat? Like, yeah, where are you totally. going to live? Yeah. What are you going to do, bro? Yeah, you're still family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so his dad die. and uncle, they're like, oh, what, are you what doing? the heck? Yeah. yeah, what are you doing? So, uh, so I, I was faithful to that. All of a sudden, crazy, Kirk. No idea. I know I'm out December 1st. All of a sudden in August, I get a text message. Hey, come meet Holly. She's on the second row. And I never Who's met Who's Holly? Her name is Holly Miller. Her stage name, she's a singer, is Holland. Yep. And so I knew a year ago, it's so funny, bro, because a year ago I uh, listened to her music, loved yep. it. Okay. Yep. That was super cool. Added to a few playlists. It was like our walk, it was like on our walk in playlist for young adults. Like it's yeah, hype yeah. music. I really like it. And uh, I knew who she was as the artist Holland. Yeah. And I creeped on her page. Get this. But I, I wanted to DM her on the low. Like I yeah, wanted yeah. to DM her. But I was like, this girl's way too famous. She's yeah, way yeah. too cool, way too pretty for me. There's yeah, yeah. no way I'm going to get Where's a DM she back. From? She's from Ohio, but lives in Nashville. Yep. And so I heard her music, creeped on her page a year ago. I was like, there's no way. So when I got that text, in August, if just like three months ago, come meet Holly. hey, come meet Holly. I knew her as Holland. That's it. But yeah. a mutual friend introduced us at church. And uh, dude, that day, I knew she was going to be a big part of my story. I knew that I'd be changing the world with that girl. And that was three months ago. Over the last three months, it's been moment after moment after moment after moment of confirmation of she is the blessing to my faithfulness. So you met her in August. Yeah. We, as we sit, we're in December. You're getting yep. married at the end of the month or next month. December 31st, New Dece Year's. Uh -huh. New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. You're about to get married, mm -hmm. and you met in August. How yep. in the world did that happen? Yeah, it's crazy. How, it's moving so fast. Super fast. Is your dad and uncle like, what are you doing, bro? You quit the church, <laughs> and you get married in four months. <laughs> yeah, so my dad, my dad's super sad because we're leaving. You know, I've lived in Dallas three years. Yeah, there. you're about to move, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's making sense now. She doesn't want to move to, to you because you don't have a job, and you don't have, <laughs> you're moving to her. Very true, low-key. Yeah. She, no, she, you're moving to her. Yeah. That's great. For, I'm, I'm being serious. It was really cool because— um, 
No, but that is very true. Her management, her label, all that stuff is there. Yeah. It's, it's better for us as yeah. a married couple to live there. Yeah. Because um, my business that I'm starting, uh, Love You, back over again. Yep. I'm doing Love You again. I'm completely mobile. And so I can I can live and work wherever. And yep. I can't wait to live in Franklin. Like, yeah. Franklin, Tennessee is incredible. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so it's making sense now. Why I think it's moving so fast is because I've done the hard work to get it to the point where when I met her, I was ready. Yeah. About four years ago, I was actually... Uh, I had a ring, asked the parents, and had a whole engagement party planned for another girl about four years ago. Yeah, and yeah. God told me, that's not the girl I have for you. Do you trust me with your future wife? And I, gosh, I, I said, this is the hardest thing I've ever had no to do, way. but I do trust you. That was four years Yo, ago. That's crazy. So for the last four years, I've been through a process with a counselor, with mentors, with pastors, saying, I want to get my heart, I want to get my mind, I want to get my body in a place where when I meet my future wife, I'm ready to, I'm ready to give her the fullness of, of who God's created me to be. Amazing. And so I was a whole person. She was a whole person. I look left. She looks right. We're getting married. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. December 31st. December 31st, Yeah, that's crazy. Where is the wedding? Uh, in Dallas, downtown. As people listen to it, it's already happened. It's already happened. You can go check it out You're on your honeymoon on, on the Instagrams yeah. and go look at all the pictures and videos. Yeah, yeah. for real. That's amazing. And congrats. Yeah. Marriage Thank is the best. You. I can't wait to meet her. Um, and I've known you since you were in high school because yep. um, I moved down to Texas. Yeah, you were kicking it with us. Uh, um, right after college, really from my internship in college, moved yeah. down there, planned to spend the summer, then ended up spending a, about a year uh, with yeah. Yeah, the Oaks. And uh, you were in high school. Your brothers were high school, middle school, yeah. whatever. How and old are you? you guys, I'm 29. Okay, I'm 25. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so four years apart. Four years. And um, I've I've loved watching you from a distance, and uh, and just know I mean your dad is is still a pastor in my life, you know, and your yeah. mom is like the nicest person of all time, and my wife mm-hmm. thinks the world of both your parents, um, yeah. and so we follow your family and uh, we stay connected a little bit. Um, and your the journey that you've had like through high school, I, I I'd love to hear. M- like your faith story, um, but also talking about just when you graduated high school, you went down a whole different route. Yeah, uh, and it's funny to to know who you are now. Like you're one of the hippest dudes of all time, <laughs> but you were like sports dude oh, in high sports school, all like the way, bro. totally different. Yeah, um, and so uh, go go back to the beginning. Growing up, pastor's kid. Um, yeah. growing up in the church. What was that like? Um, and then even getting into high school. Um, because you you went and played football uh, yeah. in college too. So yeah, uh, take it wherever you want. So I like I like being a pastor's kid. Some people like uh, don't enjoy that as much. Yeah, I'm a pastor's kid as well. Yeah, I love it. It was yeah. it was great. Um, my dad did really well at staying dad. I didn't just see him on the platform. I saw him at my sports games. Yeah. So my dad loved uh, being a great dad, and he was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I love being a PK. Yeah. Uh, I when I was 17 years old committed to play at Kansas State. So that was my junior year of high school. In yeah. between the summer going into my senior year. And so right at that moment, I think that was a catalytic time where I was like, okay, I got this, yep. and I want to do life on my own, and I want to figure this thing out. And I don't know if I necessarily believe what my parents have taught me yeah. or what my dad preaches about. I want to go figure this out on my own. And with that came— uh, So that's when you're 17, 18? Yeah, 17, 18 years old. When you're at Ken- Kansas State, you're no, still I, like, I don't I, know well, what I had a year. I had a year left of high school. So probably my senior year of high school, and then like three— Two and a half years, three years into college, yep. were dude me running from from God and running from my from Talk my about calling. It. So you grew up in it. Yep, grew you, up in you it. You had great parents. Great so parents. Like, yeah, obviously respectable. To me, it's like if you grow up in it and you have poor parents, like you see a double life, or you see them caring about you know 
especially in ministry, like it's all the ministry stuff and they mm-hmm. suck at being parents. Um, that, that makes sense to me to go to think, I don't even know if I believe this stuff because I've had poor examples, but you yeah. had great examples. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, talk about that process of like, I don't know if I'm in on this. Yeah. Um, I think it was, uh, something that I just did, man, since I was born. It's like, I went on Wednesdays for Wednesday night service. I went to the prayer meetings Saturday night before service on Sunday, went to three services on Sunday and then Sunday night as well. It's like, then went to small groups, then did fine arts. It was like, it was just so routine that it was more of something that we did. And my dad did for work than for me, than a personal experience. Now, a a personal relationship, let me say that I've had experiences before, but to me, uh, if you want me to be completely honest, the yes. girls, the clubs, the parties, the scene, the yeah, fashion, yeah. the music, the sports, the light, the fame, that looked way more attractive than God for five yeah. years, four years. And uh, I very much so said, I respect what my dad does. I respect church. I Because res- I, I never like, like, it's not like I completely uh, like... Uh, talked bad about the church or taught, I honor when I was, yeah, when yeah. I was home on break or something, I'd go to church but yeah, I was yeah. just there as dead weight just to honor my family. I wasn't necessarily there. Yeah, yeah. Dylan was there, but he wasn't there. So when you talk four years, that's your four uh-huh. years in college or senior year. Yeah, So probably senior year of high school and then three years into college. Yeah. Um, and then I was just at a point and I was, I was dating a girl that I was almost engaged to all that. And I was just at a point where I was like, okay, I literally have everything I could ever, I could ever want. I have, I have the girl that I'm in love with. I have the friends. We're on TV every weekend. I'm on a top 10 team in the country. We just won the big 12 championship. We're going to bowl game. Like I have money. Uh, money's not a problem. I'm on full scholarship. It's like everything I ever wanted, but there was still a void here missing. I was like, let me try this God thing out for myself. Yeah. Maybe this is actually real. And this actually. Side note, you were a kicker. Yeah, I was a kicker. Yeah. And my legs are still bigger than yours. So. (laughs) That says something about how we'll big go my squat legs are. after this and see who wins squat off. You'll you'll still win. I'm I'm not saying my legs are stronger, <laughs> but they're just bigger. saying they're bigger. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, you're a kicker. Yeah, you, and you kill it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, thank you, K State. Yep, it was fun, dude. I was on some good teams there. I would watch you on TV, by the way. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah. So now I support the podcast. You supported me while I was playing football. I probably let's go. We're homies. About it less, but. Loved watching. Let's go. Thanks um, for the support. Yeah, so I basically, I basically uh, got a, I, I allowed for a pastor to come into my life and to mentor me. That that person was awesome in that season, allowing not family. me to, not family. I needed my own from Oaks. Uh, no, from a different yeah, church. Different I just, church. Yep. I need a it's pastor. A I need a mentor yeah. speaking of my life. He let me ask questions and just be hundred percent real. I don't know if I believe this. I don't know if I think this, my dad says this, but I don't know if I do. He let me ask questions and just prayed and processed with me. You know, what was, you know, what was crazy is, um, I used to call my dad all the time and I'd say, dad, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I just got bumped down a string. I'm not, I'm not second string, I'm third string. Or, uh, hey, I'm not doing good in school. Or me and my girlfriend are fighting. My dad loved me so much that he would try to answer my questions for me and try to help me because he's such a good dad. Until the day I remember, I was in my car. I said, Dad, I don't know what to do. He said, I said, tell me right now, what should I do? What's my next move? Because he's brilliant. He'd always tell me. But this time was different. He looked at me, Kirk, and he said, hey, I love you so much. 
that I need to stop trying to fix your problems and yeah. let God speak to you. I Amazing. feel like I'm handicapping you yes, and dude. what God is wanting wow. to say to you. He said, ask God and I promise he'll talk to you. So yeah. that was the first time I really felt like I talked to God. And ever yes. since then, and then getting the pastor and the mentor, I went on a journey, found God for myself, gave my life to Jesus, got baptized. That is the season that I let go of that relationship because I wasn't healthy yeah. and wasn't God's plan for my life. And then started this whole freedom, restoration, healing identity season yeah. that's lasted the probably last three years. That's why I can get married so quick yeah. um, because I'm a whole person. I'm complete. And I've gone yeah. I've gone the lengths of yeah. making that possible. No, I think it's amazing. Yeah. What a great principle, even from your dad, um, to have that moment with you to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, or even encourage you one way or the other. You got to figure it out on your own. It's like a leadership principle of feedback. Like there's a lot of leaders that I know that that they feel this need to give feedback. They view good leadership as I need to give you yeah. feedback. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. To give you direction, uh, uh, and which is actually which is good. I'm not saying feedback's bad, but there's almost like I've been thinking about it. Like there's almost like this. Um, like the underbelly of that is is their insecurity in this leader. Uh, that's like, I don't want to be viewed as a bad leader. Yeah. Or I think if this is good leadership that I need to be giving feedback. I think yeah. in parenting too, it's like, I want to be a good parent. So I want to help solve their problems or I want to help give them the idea of which way to go, all that. Um, and I love that too. My dad w would do the same thing when I was dating Kaylee. I was like, dad, like, tell me uh -huh. like, sh like, it's like the scariest thing in the world to, and you just did it to say, Hey, I want to marry this girl. Like I'm doing this thing, yeah. you know, like, cause it's forever. You like, that's what you're planning on is forever. And uh, my dad would not say it. Like some parents are like, if you don't marry this girl, you're an idiot. Like, and which is fine. My dad wouldn't do it. Uh, but now I understand why, because I had to make that decision for myself because I had to own it later, you know, yeah, exactly. in the good times, exactly. in the challenging times, I got to own that stuff later. And so I just think in the area of feedback in leadership, in parenting, it's not always good leadership to speak into it or to give the feedback yeah. or, or to say it changes. Sometimes stuff, you're stunting their growth. Totally. If yeah. you try to step in in a yeah, yeah you're, and what agree. you said about your dad too. Uh, am I cutting your legs off to hear from the Holy Spirit? You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, am I cutting your legs off to find it out on your own uh, because I, it's a handicap sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. Anyways, it's a whole leadership thing, which you're brilliant. I love it. And, uh, and I love it too. Here's a question. Uh, because in your life, and I know we're talking fast, but I and I love it. Uh, in your life, you were going down a road of athletics, um, uh, a road of, you know, not sure, like your faith. Uh -huh. uh, now you're all in. It's amazing. Yeah. You get called into ministry. Yeah. Uh, also, side note, like this creative arm of doing church different. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do, reaching people differently. Allowing room for people to ask questions, all that. Like, how did you go down that road versus the road you were on? Of I'm just doing sports. I'm going after my dream. I'm and and I don't even know if I want anything to do with the church. How do you then get in ministry and say I want to do it a little bit differently? Yeah. So I think that's a, a great question. Uh, once I gave my life to Jesus, I uh, I knew that meant because I've just seen that model. I knew that meant serving and getting yeah. involved in community. And so I, I did. A, I taught a first grade Sunday school class, and then I got involved with Big Brother. Big Brother. This big, is after K State. You no, go, no, no. Oh, this, this is still at K State. While you're yeah, at K State, so I'm playing. I'm playing yeah. games. I'm like 
you know, we're going to we're going to yeah. Oklahoma State playing games. Yeah. I get back at two in the morning. I wake up at seven a.m. to be at the Sunday school class at eight a.m. Yes. to teach a first grade Sunday school yeah. class. And, stuff and like that. I'm, I'm going to shout out Julian Kafo and uh, Jacob Hoff and and there's different people that play for the Gophers do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they they fly back no you know, exactly that night and they show up and I love that like they're the best dudes in the world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've seen it, but that's like commitment. You know, I just knew yeah, Kirk. I completely agree with you. I knew I needed my stacking chair reps. Yeah. I knew I knew I needed my reps there and I knew that God wanted to uh build that servanthood leadership in me. It's interesting because as a pastor's kid you feel like you've done all the reps. Yeah, because exactly. you had to be there, but you were there and you weren't doing anything. Oh, now yeah, I was there because yeah. Dylan has chosen to yeah, be there, yeah. not because my parents are driving. They say, get your butt in the car. Yeah. It's interesting because you know? as a parent, you can have your kid, like, I need to I need to make sure they do the internship. I need to make sure that they're stacking the chairs. I need to make sure that they go apply, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but are you forcing that on your kid? And what, yeah, what, uh, there's good stuff that yeah, happens. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, it's a different level when it's like, I know I need this for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I got some, I got some, uh, some tests to pass. You yeah. Know? So, so awesome. I, I did a first grade Sunday school class for a year. For two years, I met with this little kid named Caleb. In third and fourth grade, we went to lunch and recess every single Wednesday for two years. And uh, I did Big Brother Big Sister. So I learned how to mentor and disciple. Yeah. And then I helped with a church plant. It was me, the pastor, and his wife. Last Sunday, I think I had 800. Um, and that's Amazing. like three years later. And uh, so, I, so I helped with a church plant, portable church, you yeah. know, the life there. Yeah. Uh, set up teardown. And so I got some reps there. Then I got the young adults pastor position. No uh, Bible classes, no theology background there in yeah. teaching in a formal context. What were you studying at K-State? Uh, communications with a minor in leadership. So I was a grad assistant with them too because I got done a little bit yeah. early. So I had some, I, I I mean, I had my degree, but not in necessarily what I was going into in yeah. some in some ways. And so here, here's what I knew, at least ministry for me, I never got specifically called like, Dylan, you need to be a young adults pastor, a youth pastor, a kids pastor. It was never titled like that or labeled specifically yeah. for that. For me, it was like, I want you to help people find their wings. Yeah. And uh, if, like, if you go to my Instagram, butterflies are all over it. I think, I think helping people like the metamorphosis process of yeah, going yeah. from a caterpillar, caterpillar. to a butterfly, yep. a caterpillar can crawl and is very, very slow. Okay. And all of a sudden there's a change that happens even in the physical where now they come out of the cocoon, the process yeah, and to in get the out season, of yeah, yeah. yep, bust out of cocoon and then start to fly. Now they can go further and faster towards their purpose, and yeah. they're beautiful. I believe every single person is called to be a butterfly and to fly, and I want to help people do that. Now my vehicle is going to change in every season of my life. So yeah. for the last three years, it's been a young adults pastor. Yep. Uh, before that, it was a, a football player, and me yep. reaching my guys in my locker room and the yep. church plant and stuff. And now it's a clothing designer. Yo, and that's amazing, that. and it speaks to like the difference between like the current task that you have and like a deeper calling on your life. Yeah. And I, I think calling can uh, can evolve over time, like because of what you know as a human and what you're learning from the Lord and all that. Like, um, at the same time, it, it, I don't think it shifts too much. You have a purpose of why you're on the planet and you'll do a lot of things, a lot of tasks. Yeah. Um, my, in my life, I feel called to build a local church no matter what I do. Like now that doesn't mean the local church has to pay my paychecks forever. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I could call me into something else, but I always feel this like deep level of responsibility to wherever I'm at, yeah. be in a local church, go, man. building local church. Yeah. Um, and, and I think heroes like Tissel, who's behind the camera, uh, you know, he he has worked 
at the church um, and been the lead designer at River Valley, and God called him out. But what didn't change is this deep level of calling. Yeah, and exactly. He's volunteering, playing guitar. Uh, he's been at more Sundays than I have as a pastor because I've been on trips or global teams or whatever. And he's he's still here doing four services yeah. on Sunday downtown Minneapolis doing it. And there's a calling sometimes that doesn't change, but your task, you know, so he's freelancing and doing his own thing, doing this podcast. Um, And it sounds like your task from young adult pastor to now clothing designer, building brand, traveling, touring with your wife. um, That's a new task, but like a deep level of calling, turning people into butterflies. Yeah, exactly. Kirk, I, I think this metaphor is helping. Maybe it'll help some people on the podcast as they're yeah. listening is, um, is two things is it, think about it like a funnel like this. Yep. If it's make disciples and then love God, love people, the yep. great commandment, great commission, all Christians are called to that. Yeah. So as you continue to great. move down the funnel and you do that, no matter what your calling or purpose is, it's going to encompass those two. Yeah, yeah. Those are our two greatest commandments. So as you do that, love God, love people and make disciples, your individual role starts to happen. So for me, you asked me earlier, yeah. how did I go from sports kid to now like fashion, totally. art, design, video, all that. Well, as I started moving down the funnel, I was like, I love staying up. I could stay up all night and make graphics with my friends. Oh my gosh, I'm influenced by YouTube in a major way. Like yeah, yeah. Influencing the way I talk, the way I think, the friends that I have. And oh my gosh, I love traveling and doing mission trips. All of a sudden, boom, my individual role has yep. happened because I've went down the purpose and the funnel that all of us go towards. Yeah. But it takes time to be able to go down that funnel to find your individual role. Now, the roles that you have change. So this metaphor yep. has helped me as well. Yeah. So your destination. So for me, help people find their wings. Yep. The destination in the vehicle will change to get to the destination. Yes. Football player, young adults, pastor, clothing designer. So it's same changed for me. Yeah. Yep, same destination, but I got to change vehicles. So if we were going to London, we could get in a Ferrari right Shout now. Shout out Tissley's from London. Shout out, baby. So if we're going to London, we're going to yeah. get in a Ferrari. We're going to drive to the airport. I but mean, then I we don't gotta, know who owns a Ferrari, but... Me neither. Yeah. I just thought of the coolest car I yeah, could. Yeah, great. Um, and uh, we get in a Ferrari, we go to the airport, then we get on a tram, take it to the right terminal, then we get on the plane, then we get to London, then yeah. we hop on a trolley. Well, I mean, we're switching vehicle after vehicle, vehicle. Yeah, yeah. To get to if, the same spot. To get to, to get to where God's called us to do exactly our yeah, yeah. purpose in life. Yeah. All of us have a destination that God's called us to, and that will mean vehicle changes. Listen, we you could be in a Ferrari for a season, but you're not going to get to London in a Ferrari. Yeah. So for me... I, I just want to be obedient and say, God, whenever you change my vehicle, I want to be ready. And uh, I'm willing to change vehicles and trust you. Even when it looks like quitting my job December 1st and not knowing what's happening, I trust that yeah. you're going to bring it. And uh, man, he's showing up every time for me. I and it's scary amazing. though. No, it's scary, but there's going to be vehicle changes as you continue to move towards your destination. No, I'm with you. I think uh, just as a side note to that, I, tra- I travel to India and you you get on a flight to Amsterdam. It's eight hours. Oh, you yeah. Another eight hour flight to get to Delhi. Then you get out and you're walking with, with your suitcases. You get on like a little rickshaw thing. It takes you to uh, a subway. So you get on, yeah. you get on the subway. It, that takes you to an actual train station, like rickety train station, like <laughs> like. And you, then you get on the train. That's an experience. You ride that for six yeah. hours. There's no AC, no toilet seat. Like that's then you're on that, and then you get it off that, and you're up in the mountains now at this time. And you get in a truck. You ride that for three hours up into the mountains, and the whole goal was to get to like up in the Himalayan mountains or whatever. The best part of it 
was not just the top, but it was the whole thing. Journey. The journey there. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that's cliche. It's no, classic, it makes sense. But it's cool. Like, if you're in a season, people that are listening, like, you're changing vehicles and, oh, my goodness, it's scary, all that stuff. That's the story you're going to tell your kid and grandkid. It's yeah. not, man, I sat in the same seat, same cubicle for 37 years. It's God shifted me at times. Yeah. And I didn't know where I was going to get my next paycheck. I didn't know where I was going to get my next meal. I didn't know where I was going to live, all that. But that's what you tell your your kids yeah. and grandkids. It's like the legacy is not just the destination of look at all you did. Gosh, look exactly, at how man. you got there. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of times that God's asked me, Dylan, can you trust me? And uh, it's it's scary every time, but worth it. Yeah. Uh, I I want to keep saying yes. Yeah, you said um, you said YouTube uh, has a huge like inf- like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're massively influenced by YouTube. Yeah, talk about what that like has been like because yeah. I, I think there might be older uh, like an older generation listen. There's for sure an older generation listening that they know what YouTube is mm-hmm. uh, because this is 2018, <laughs> uh, uh, 2019 as this podcast yeah. comes out. They know they know what if YouTube you don't know is. what YouTube is. No, 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 no. Where are you been? It's the number two search engine in the world uh, next to Google. Oh like, wow! Yeah, you may not like view YouTube as a search engine, but that's a hundred percent what it is. Like you change like how to change a tire. You don't Google it. You now YouTube, YouTube it. it. You know, like anything yeah. that you want to learn, you can YouTube it, and there's a video out there for that. Yeah, exactly. But I think they say like it's like over ninety five percent of ten year olds in America have a YouTube account. Yeah. Like so, ten years old, they have their own personal YouTube account, and don't quote me on it. You could look it up. It's way up there percentage wise of how many young people have their own account. This is a world that they're living in. Yeah. Uh, even beyond now, Instagram and Snapchat, all that. Like YouTube is a world that kids live in um, to watch their heroes do what they want to do someday. You know, it's a whole yes, deal. Dude. So um, talk about your journey yeah. in finding out some of this, finding out that yeah. it's like a legit thing. It's a yeah. legit business deal. It's like you can go into this whole world of YouTube, uh, but then also what are your dreams? Like what's your play in the YouTube world? Yeah. So I started to notice, especially in the last two years, I've really gotten in the scene and in the YouTube community. Uh, there's this guy named Casey Neinstadt up in New yeah. York and he has an electric skateboard and I was looking up online all night, like how much are they? How can I get one? Is there wholesale ones? So I'm starting to, I'm starting to, uh, want things that they, that they talk about yeah. and the things that they value. I now value too. There's this, uh, uh this YouTube account called PAQ It's four guys and it's a fashion channel. I started to dress like them and yeah. started to like pick up different styles. Like, Oh, I'm going to wear my color like that. Oh, I want those shoes. And I also started to talk like them. So like I caught myself saying buzzing a lot, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm buzzing about this. Like, this is rad. Yeah, like yeah. buzzing was a slang term that they used. I'd never heard yeah. before, but I started to pick up English slang terms that they yes. were using because they're from England. Started to pick up slang terms. We're, we're giving England a shout out a lot today. I know, Tissel's so happy. Um, but I started to use slang terms that they were using. Yeah. And then I then I watched Yes Theory and they're in LA. Yes Theory's whole mission statement is seek discomfort. I started to do things that I wasn't comfortable doing because Yes Theory was influencing me. Yeah, amazing. So I felt, I felt like uh, God was telling me the way you're thinking the way you're talking, the way you're acting, the way you're dressing is being influenced by this platform. I want you to go pastor YouTube and influence yeah, yeah. the hearts and the minds of people and lead them to truth, lead them to the purpose that I've called them to through that platform. Yeah. And that is your stage now. YouTube is YouTube is your stage. Amazing. And mm-hmm. I think there's people all, uh, there, there's people in our generation, even though you're uh, four years younger, but yeah, yeah, we're same. the same. Uh, I, I'm like on the old scale of, 
like this whole movement, like YouTube and you, yeah. so are you, to be honest. No, but, I am. But it's not going away. Like, like YouTube's not going away. If anything, it's growing. And, yeah. and all of the social media in general, like it's, this is growing. It's not going away. It's there. Um, and we're part of a generation where there's a lot of young people in ministry, uh, that, that would say, they were like, I want to pastor the celebrities, you know, because we saw different like leaders that <laughs> yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. they start, they have connections to Hollywood or, or wherever it is, New York, and they're pastoring like famous people, whatever. I've heard that from a million people. It's like, I feel like God's calling me to pastor celebrities, which is, you know, take it or leave it. Yep. Great. Got it. You know, no problem. Okay. I think it is so crazy that like, I think this next step and it's, and it's, it's not to pastor celebrities. That's not what you're saying. Yeah. But this next step is pastoring a community of people w- where there's so much influence and so like, yeah. and it may be, it may be some of the, some of the biggest stars right now, we wouldn't know their names because, uh, but 10 year olds know their names because they're watching their accounts. Some of the biggest stars that are now getting movie deals, all that yeah. are YouTube, uh, like celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're not like the Hollywood all-stars or A-list yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but they're, it's growing and that will soon outweigh. Uh, yeah. There's, there's theories on Hollywood, like being totally disrupted by YouTube these other, yeah. yeah, it's YouTube and whatever. What's the, what's the one where they watch people play video games? Oh, what's this that is called? my age, dude. Twitch, dude. Twitch, Thanks, yes. Classic. Uh, look up Tizzle's Twitch account. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, Twitch. Like people watch. Yeah, kids are watching their favorite video games. Yeah, exactly. Just play video games. You know. So this world we live in. But you saying I want to be. Uh, I want to pastor this community. Yeah. Because you've realized that it's a legit community and b- people need because yeah, yeah. Well, you were influenced by all these people. Exactly. And if there's kids out there that are being influenced, you want to be an influencer in that world yeah. for the kingdom of God. Hey, and I hear a lot of people saying that too, the celebrity stuff. The celebrity think, stuff, yeah. And I I'm think, not saying it's no, the no, same, no, I it's get different. It. I yeah. get it. No, I completely get it. Here's, here's what I have to say on that yeah. is the posture of your heart. Totally. Meaning if God brings in different people of influence in my life, I will love them just like I love someone with zero influence. Yeah. I'm only at that point now that I'm able to say that because of the season that God's taken me through. Yes. You know, there was a season, Kirk, in my life where I deleted Instagram for a year. Yeah. yeah. One year I didn't post a picture of myself because yeah. I, I know God is God was saying, I want you to be okay in your identity, not being on what other people like or yeah. say about you or comment or you posting pictures of your outfits, any of that. Yeah, I yeah. want your identity and your purpose and your and your ability to be able to uh, have security in me. So like yeah. deleting Instagram, giving up, love you, all of that stuff. If God opens up celebrity doors, dude, that's awesome. I'm going to love them totally. just like I love everybody else. And um, celebrity or not, YouTube being my stage, I'm really excited for that next season. I'm scared because uh, yeah. I've never had a YouTube account. Uh, yeah, yeah. I never even made uh, a longer video than uh, four minutes, but this I'm video is going to be on YouTube. Uh, Let's go! My so first video, my like first YouTube video. There you go. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, it'll be an hour long conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I think it's amazing. Talk to me about your strategy of what you're about to build. So we talked about a little bit of your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. How, how you got to where you are, but um, you're about to build clothing line. Yeah. And how in the world does it have anything to do with YouTube? Yeah, so good, man. I uh, I think every part of my story is coming together for now and for this uh, for this moment. 
And uh, it's so epic. <laughs> everything in my life has, has been led building me to, now. to this moment. Yeah. So uh, remember how I said that I gave away the clothes to the homeless kids in my community? Yeah. So when I saw the pictures of them wearing that, bro, I was inspired. I'm talking like there was YouTubers. It was NFL guys. It was yeah. different people of status wearing the clothes yeah. first collection. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. But seeing the homeless kids have a smile on their face and feel feel valued yeah, yeah. by having brand new clothes. Yeah. Like they don't get that. They don't get new clothes. Yep. And to be able to wear that was so special. So now uh, I am about to start a clothing line yeah. that from the profits of the clothing line, I do nonprofit work around the world. Yeah. And that whole story is told through YouTube. Yeah. And so it, just like I'll make clothes and then give uh, clothes away or do different missions projects and yeah. do things around the world that are adding value to people who are less fortunate and then doing it through YouTube. It's not any longer about me making clothes for cool people to look cool and make money and all of that. It's about how can we use fashion, something that yeah. a lot of people enjoy and use the revenue from coming together as a community to add value to people who need it. And yeah. I think that's something that fashion really needs. I think fashion in a lot of ways is very self-centric, self self-promoting and let me just get the hottest stuff so I can look the best and yeah. and and let everyone know my status and value in the world. But I, I really think that fashion from a different angle, uh, taking the profits from that, enjoying the clothes that you wear. We're going to yeah. have a blast. We're going to create the coolest clothes ever. Love yeah. you is going to be clothes that you enjoy wearing and feel so cool. Yeah. But also it's more than just the clothes that you're wearing. Other people are getting uh, love, value, and attention from that as well. So explain it a little deeper if yeah. you have it. But it's not, I mean, it, like, it's not buy buy a shirt and a kid gets a shirt. Yeah, not like that. Okay. So so I'll break it down a little bit to the best of my ability. Yeah, uh, it's, right it's now. all new. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's about to happen. But. It's about to happen. So so my best of best of my ability is there will be a synergy between the clothing line and the, and the, and the project. Yeah. So let's say I do a sports collection, yep. uh, meaning we do old vintage sports clothes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do a whole collection based on sports. Yep. So I have a big fashion show. We'll launch. Uh, the clothing line online, and we'll do a sports collection. Then all of a sudden, we build a turf soccer field in Uganda. Yeah. You see the relationship you and the synergy yes. between those. Go. A sports collection, then we raise $30,000 from the clothes that you guys buy. Then we do a soccer field in Uganda yep. in, a, in, a, in a impoverished community, and then tell that whole story through many documentaries on YouTube. Yo, amazing. I think I think it's awesome. Uh not I mean from the fashion side yeah. to what you're doing in Uganda, but the strategy of telling the story through YouTube, telling the story through social um is brilliant. I think uh the old way of thinking of marketing and getting things out there is I mean I mean the super old way would be like putting up a billboard or sending out mailers. Yeah, exactly. The next old way which is where a lot of people are but it's old is like Facebook ads uh -huh. and just pumping it as much as you can uh just yeah through your personal platform whatever. Yeah. The the actual way now that a lot of people are doing it is like we're just sharing the process of it, you know, like, so it's not just, don't, you don't just see the final product and the pitch of the final product, but we're showing you this process of, yeah. of how we make the clothes, how, what we're doing in Uganda, all this stuff, the journey of it. I love even that we're filming this and you're like, it's, you know, we're still working it out, like all that, because yeah. it's authentically, we're, hey. We're well, just, they feel part of the journey with you. Totally. And so it's not just me and my staff creating the clothes. You guys, the thousands of people watching on yeah. the YouTube channel or watching through Instagram are like, I'm a part of this team yeah, too. I am love totally, you. Yeah. Everybody's love you. Well, and that's yeah. that's how you felt with the people that you would watch on YouTube. But I love no, it exactly. because, um, yeah, you bring people on the journey. I, I heard somebody share um, 
actually, I was watching this video on YouTube and this guy's talking. He's like, imagine if you could watch Steve Jobs and Wozniak in their garage uh, making the first Mac, you know, like, like starting this thing, like if they were documenting it, if they had the phones out that they had yet to create, you know, like, but they had the phones out and they're filming it, it's putting it up on YouTube. If that had existed now be Apple being what it is, everybody would watch that. Everybody would go back and watch all that. If you watch Michael Jordan when he was in high school, because he was filming his shots, filming his practice, filming everything, the journey of it. He's not like, Hey, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm the best in the world. He's saying like, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm in high school and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm working harder than anybody else. I want to be the best. I want to be the, you know, everybody Gosh, go man. watch that, you know? So, yeah. um, Jeff Bezos, if he's out, if you get to watch him and a couple of his buddies packing books in boxes and shipping them out as Amazon's getting off the ground now is yeah. Amazon. Everybody yeah. watch that. So I think, and, and everybody who's building anything you have this journey. Don't just, don't just create the content, like the final product content and yeah. put it out there. But you, everything that you do in the journey could be, is content to be captured. You know, yeah, so exactly. for you, I love that you're saying it. I think it's brilliant. It's amazing. Uh, and even this podcast, this is a final product that's out there. And we're thinking of ways, like how can we, how we do more behind the scenes stuff? How can we, how can we capture the 20 minutes of talking that we had before this that can go out there that people see yeah, like, exactly. Oh, this is how if they're interested in how we're building a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's brilliant and it's so authentic. Like you're not saying, Hey, we're the best clothing company of all time, but come on this journey with us and we'll get there. You know, imagine where it is 10 years from now, yeah, exactly. 20 years from now. And, and you've documented and published the whole journey, you know, yeah. your kids will get to watch it. Yeah. Grandkids will get to watch it. So we just live in a different world. I'm talking a whole lot, but I'm, I'm, no, 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 I love it. I, dude. I think what you're about to do one, it's a huge step of faith, which I think God honors that either way. Yeah. My philosophy is e- even if you're wrong, like even if God's like, ah, you missed Gosh, it, yes. but, but the heart, you, the posture, what you talked about, the posture is I'm doing, I think it's God. Even if you're wrong, God goes, I love faith. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you're good. So I think that that's amazing. But then how you're about to build this, it's going to be great, dude. Thank you, bro. You're going to crush it. Thank you. Um, Shifting to, to marriage. What's Uh most, you're most excited about for marriage, what you're about to step into. Do we really uh, have an exciting three months after marriage? She's on winter jam. And so we're going three months, 44 cities, 11 weeks, four days a week. So that'll be fun. I've never been on a tour bus and I'm about yeah. to be on one for 11 weeks. Yeah, amazing. So uh, that'll be fun. By the time this comes out, I'll be like mid-tour. So if you're yeah. on one of the dates, come say what's up to me at Winter Jam. Seriously, that's amazing. So that's what you're most excited about for marriage is Winter oh, Jam. I know there's a lot <laughs> okay. more, but if we're yeah. talking about... <laughs> We do have four days in Cancun and have a a house in Nashville we're moving into. Yeah. Um, But Winter Jam's going to be fun to be able to experience that with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's amazing. And um, for you guys as a couple, I mean, obviously she knows everything that you're talking about now and you know her world. And by the way, Holland's not, I mean, she's not just trying to make it. She's doing, I mean, she's she's killing it, man. She's killing it. So. Um, she's out there and, and look her up too. If you're listening, never heard of her. Her stuff's dope. Well, you spell it H O L L Y N. Yeah. Yeah. So Holland, um, her stuff is amazing, but you as a couple, is there anything that you guys talk about as a couple, husband and wife, you're about to get married doing this thing that you guys are going to build together? I mean, you do, Yeah. you'll be with her doing music. No, that's like, good. Good question. But, um, any, anything like it's a, and it's a long-term thing too, but as a couple, what do you guys want to build together? 
Yeah, great question. And we've talked a lot about this since the day we met. It feels like we're on the, uh, again, we are running like the same pace of life towards our purpose. Yep. And, and we've never felt like anybody really gets us. Like me, myself have said that hundreds of times. She has said that as well. And I, f I feel like I finally met the person that gets me. Yeah. And, uh, and she says the same about me. And we fit like a perfect puzzle piece together yeah. of the stuff I love to do, like the graphics, the yeah. systems, the the teams, the video, the creative aspect there. She's yeah. good at it and she likes it, but yeah. it's not her favorite. Yeah, yeah. She would rather uh, go write, process, yeah. do all of that stuff that so isn't you're, the most yeah, fun you're, for me. You're like a business uh, yeah. and creative asset to You know what's crazy, career. bro? Is, uh, so Enneagram, yeah, right? yeah. are you a fan? Yeah, what are you? So I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah. She's a nine the challenger. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So when eight and nine are in romantic relationships, it's like fire and water. Yeah, so yeah. I actually just got this tattoo with a heart. So this is the first time I'm saying yeah, yeah. publicly what this is, but I love it. I had the heart before I, we started dating, but then I put fire there, uh, yeah. representing the fire and water Peacemaker, stuff. Yep. The challenger. Yeah, exactly. So she got a, she got a heart with the waves in it. And so, uh, we got a couple tats yeah, great. and, um, yeah, but that's really what it feels like in a business context too, yeah. that we might do some projects together, fire and water, that we're complimenting each other. I love music, can't do it. She loves fashion, doesn't really like designing, but it's fun. We can see the music, the fashion, the yeah. art of what we do coming together for some big projects. We don't know specifically what that will look like, yeah. but we're excited for what that could entail. It's amazing. Yeah. Bro, I think the world of you, I love you. Thanks, man. We'll be friends for life yes. for sure. And even though we live on other parts of the country. It don't um, matter. Dude, it doesn't matter. Um, and I'll just follow you, subscribe on YouTube. You know? <laughs> Let's um, go. So Click the link, subscribe. Um, okay, two questions. What's your favorite book of all time? And you can't say the Bible. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, and then, okay, answer that. You got Circle it. Circle maker, Mark Batterson, praying circles Why? around your biggest dreams. It's it's come alongside of me when I needed it the most. I read it one time in college all the way through pretty fast. And uh, then I read it like three and a half years later. It was really cool, first of all, to see the notes that I made three and a half years before on the, on the things that, that like God had come through on and the fruition that has happened in my life because yeah. I trusted him in those moments. Amazing. So the pain in, in, the, in the pencil marks to the side and now yes. what I'm walking in now. So that was great. But okay, for the last year, Kirk, I read this book for a year. People were like, how does it take you a year to read a book? Well, no, no. I was only reading one or two pages a day because I was downloading so much content from it that yeah. I wanted a debrief. And so I read it and then would journal, read it, journal every day for a year. So yeah. Circle Maker, Mark Batterson, Praying Circles Around Your Biggest Dreams. It's incredible. Amazing. I've also read it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go back and maybe do a little uh, do it, bro. debrief on it. Let's go. Yeah, because I would have notes in there too. I never even thought yeah. about it until right now. It's intriguing. It's, it's inspiring. Shelf. Yeah, to see how guys come through. Uh, last question, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. And uh, you fly back uh, today, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, last question. Anybody following in your footsteps, and you can pick from any angle of your life, uh, one piece of advice that you give them? I would say one word that comes to mind right as you said that, stay faithful uh, in the season that you're planted in. God's going to teach you mold you, shape you, and ask you to trust him in many different ways in many different seasons. You may not see it yet. So if you're listening to this and you're going through a season like, I'm not in the career that I want, yeah, or yeah. I have a bigger purpose and a bigger dream than where I'm planted right now, or I'm scared and I don't know what to do. Like yep. if you're if you're having those thoughts and that's triggered right now as you're listening, 
what I would encourage you is be faithful where God has you at, because there may be some stuff that he's teaching you, shaping you, molding you for that you can't yeah. even see yet. You don't even know, you don't even understand, but you need to be ready for when that happens. So staying faithful, staying faithful, staying faithful and trusting him for the fruitful. Amazing. Stay faithful, trust him for the fruitful. Yeah. Whoa, that's yeah. legendary, bro. <laughs> you should put that on Instagram. Is your Instagram back up? Yep. All right. I got it back. Instagram's back. What, Dylan what, Scott Wilson. Dylan Scott Wilson. And yep. also, if you're listening, so you'll be on Winter Jam when this yep. comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're listening anywhere around the country. Yeah, come uh, kick it. Yeah. They'll, they shoot you a DM, huh? Yeah, please. Yeah. You'll respond? I will respond. All right. There we go. Yeah. Love you, bro. I love I mean, you too, I, man. I just, yeah. Love your whole family. The world <laughs> Thanks, bro. Uh, quick shout out. Hunter. Amazing. Yep. Dakota, I love you. Dakota has a <laughs> has a special spot in my heart. I love them. I was the closest with them when I was down there, and I love them. And yeah, they love you, you too, man. The music that's coming coming out is awesome. Dude. Lucky star. Shout out Dakota. Shout out Dakota. Peace. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere podcasts are found. To stay connected with what we're doing, you can also follow us on Instagram at Exception Podcast and visit our website at exceptionpodcast.co. New episodes are releasing every Friday. If you know someone who is an exception to the rule and want us to share their story, you can let us know on our website. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. Until next time, remember, as a rule, be an exception to the rule. Peace. Peace.